Welcome to another edition of Pierce Podcast. I'm excited about today as we will be focusing on the Beatitudes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. this month we're going to be looking at the beatitudes and uh what does the word beatitude even mean it actually means happiness or blessed that is another way of looking at it and jesus made it clear if you want to have real happiness if you want to find real joy real peace real love then you needed to exercise the beatitudes so this entire month we're going to be looking at the beatitudes and uh, this particular episode appears podcast we focus on the first three the poor in spirit those who mourn and of course the meek uh, we had a great time again this is with the seniors our noonday bible study and i just love these group of elderly people they are absolutely amazing and they bring me such a sense of joy and happiness and so uh, we're going to check this out in a few minutes. But first, my man, uh, COG, with today's word. So don't go away. We'll be right back after my man, COG. What's up? It's your boy Godchild the Movement with today's word. Stop looking at where you're at and begin to focus on where you're going. Know that God has a plan for your life, but it will not happen by osmosis. It only happens by faith and action on your part, being consistent and persistent in seeking out the things of God. Now I say this in love. You are a child of the Most High God, but yet you are always complaining. The enemy has been fighting me all week. Would y'all please pray for me? The enemy has been trying to depress me and has been holding me back. Please pray for me. The enemy has attacked my body and my finances. Would you all please pray for me? He is doing what he is supposed to do, are you? You are busy running your mouth about what the enemy is doing that you have forgotten about what God has already done. Listen, if you want to see an impact in your life, go pray for somebody else and watch what happens. Get up off your butt and put your whole armor of God and be willing to swing back and stop just taking punches. Stop wasting your time and energy on foolishness and nonsense. Give time to the word and prayer and less time to TV. How do you expect to get stronger when you feed your flesh? This is a spiritual war and your flesh cannot help you in any way. Sooner or later, you will have got to fight back on your own and stop crying, always looking for someone else to fight for you. Grow up and begin training and be the great warrior that God has called you to be. This has been your boy, Godchild the Movement, with today's word. Amen. Praise God. We are going to be talking about the Beatitudes this month. The Beatitudes. Open your Bibles up to Matthew chapter 5. Mm-hmm. 
chapter 5, and we'll start at verse 3. And we're going to just kind of start with the first three on today. We're going to look at all of them, but we're going to focus on the first three today. And the first one is uh, the poor in spirit, right? And it says, Matthew 3 says, and I'm reading from the CEV version, right? Contemporary English version. Matthew 5 and 3 says, God blesses those people who depend only on him. I want you to underline who depend only on him, okay? That's important. Now, we know that God blesses power is important, but depend only on him is very important because it's so easy to find yourself dependent upon your own ability, okay, or upon your finances or upon whatever it is that you put above God. It's easy to do that, and time and time again, we can find ourselves placing things in front of God when really God should be our focal point. So when it says God blesses those people who depend only on him, he's referring to those of us at heart, which I believe is all of you all in this room, who are depending only on him. Amen? Amen. They belong, listen to this, it says they belong to the kingdom of heaven. We belong to the kingdom of heaven. Put right there where it says they, put, put I. But I belong to the kingdom of heaven. And that brings us to our first point. Our first point is simple. Our salvation, our salvation is not in our own abilities. Our salvation is not in our own abilities, but in our ability to recognize only in Christ. Okay, only in Christ's ability we are connected to the Father. So let me read that again. Our salvation is not in our own abilities, but in our ability to recognize only in Christ's ability we are connected to the Father. So it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with us, has everything to do with us being connected to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who in turn is connected to the Father, which therefore we are reconnected back to the Father through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Without Jesus Christ in our lives, we cannot be connected to the Father. Let me say that again. Without Jesus Christ in our lives, we cannot be connected to the Father. Amen. All right? And that's important to understand because so many times we think we can do things that are going to get us connected to God, and there is nothing that can get you connected to God. The only thing that can connect you to God is your faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right? Luke 18, 9 through 14 says this. Jesus told a story to some people who thought they were better than others and who looked down on everyone else. Two men went into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood over by himself and prayed. Listen to what he says. God, I thank you that I am not a greedy, dishonest, and unfaithful in marriage like other people. Hmm, sounds familiar? Not saying that you're doing that, but I'm just saying, sound familiar? Okay. I am really glad that I am not like that tax collector over there. This is what this guy is saying. He's basically pointing out this man's flaws, okay? He's saying, hey, listen, God, thank you I'm not like him. And then he goes on to say on 12, I go without eating for two days a week. Huh? <laughs> Where's this coming from? He is just pointing out. You know, everything. Look, God, I fast, God. I fast, Lord. You know, and then he goes to say, and I give you one-tenth of all my earnings. Right? In other words, he tithes. That's what he's saying. He said, listen, I tithe, God. 
Then 13 says, listen to this now. The tax collector stood off at a distance and did not think he was good enough even to look up towards heaven. Think about what this is saying. Pay close attention to this. He was so sorry for what he had done that he pounded his chest and prayed, God, have pity on me. I am such a sinner. Underline that. God, have pity on me. I am such a sinner. Do you find yourself repenting when you fall short? Do you find yourself repenting when you fall short? That's a question. Because that's what's happening here. You're seeing two opposing positions. You're seeing a person who's a religious leader who basically, he's like, whoa, look at me. I'm a rock star for Jesus. Hey, right? And that's his position. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm, that, I'm that deal. I'm the guy, right? And he's going down all the rituals that he, you know, how great he is. Oh, God, I do all these things. I do all these wonderful things, you know. And so, therefore, I know I'm in good standing with you. Notice the phrase, I know I'm in good standing with you, right? And then you got this tax collector who is like, Man, everybody hates me. <laughs> the whole world is against me. He's like, and then to top it off, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm short. I know I'm no good. I know I'm wretched. God, just have pity and mercy on me. Interesting position that he takes. He takes a very humble and humiliating position, unlike the other individual. And listen what Jesus says on 14. Then Jesus said, when the two men went home, it was the tax collector and not the Pharisee who was pleasing to God. Underline that. Underline that. It was the tax collector and not the Pharisee who was pleasing to God. And this is what Jesus goes on to say. If you put yourself above others, you will be put down. But if you humble yourself, underline that, but if you humble yourself, you will be honored. So when we read that verse again, God blesses those who depend only on him. God blesses those who depend only on him. Listen, when you're falling short, when you have come to the end of your rope and you just can't hang on anymore, that is the time when you have to be dependent only on God. Understand this, that the kingdom belongs to you. Right? It belongs to you. It doesn't belong to the individual who has it all together, they got it all figured out, and they got all their I's dotted and all their T's crossed, and they doing everything spot on. <laughs> it don't, they don't get it. They don't get the piece of that, right? Because they're too full of themselves. And there's no room to allow God to come in and change them from the inside out. See, that's the whole thing. The whole thing is God wants to change us from the inside, starting with our heart issue, out. And so they can't even see how short-sighted and how short, how short they've come up. They can't even see it because they're so used to doing things so picture perfect. In their mind, they're not missing the mark. In their mind, they've got it all worked out and all figured out, okay? So humility. Humility is the sweet fragrance before God when you come up short, okay? Humility is the sweet fragrance before God when you come up short. Pray for more humility. <laughs> yeah, we all could do more of that. Let me ask you a question. Be completely honest with yourself. How often do you ask God to make you more humble? I think most of us would agree that that is not something that we typically aim to do. 
quite the opposite. We actually aim to be right. We actually aim to be prideful and arrogant. Even when we don't think we're being prideful and arrogant, that is exactly what we are doing because we take a position of saying, I see no wrong in my behavior or how I'm handling this situation. And actually, this is quite the contrary of what Jesus is indicating here. He's actually saying, no, you need to be in tears. You should be weeping for your shortcomings. You should be beating your chest like this tax collector because he exemplified true humility. Question, are you being humble? Pray for more humility. All right. I love this. This is what, look, look at what Chuck Swindoll says in this. I love this. He says, if I appear to be great in their eyes, the Lord is most graciously helping me to see how absolutely nothing I am without him and helping me to keep little in my own eyes. Are you keeping little in your own eyes or are you seeing yourself great? Hmm. Okay, he does use me. He does use me, but I'm so concerned that he, this is all in caps, I'm so concerned that he uses me and that it is not of me, the work is done. The axe, listen to this, this is beautiful. The axe cannot boast of the trees it has cut down. Okay, it can't boast about it, right? It cannot boast of the trees it has cut down. It could do nothing but for the woodsman. He made it, he sharpened it, he used it. The moment he throws it aside, it becomes only old iron. Mm. Mm. Oh, that I may never lose sight of this. The spiritual leader of today is in all probability one who yesterday expressed his humility by working gladly and faithfully in second place. See, so we have to learn how to keep God in the forefront. We have to learn how to keep ourselves in a position of humility. Okay, we have to learn that. We have to learn that. That's important. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Okay, blessed are the poor in spirit. Have a little illustration. You know, I just got one illustration for y'all. This is my one illustration today. I want to bless you, mother, with something just to be a blessing to you. Here you go. I'm going to give you this $100. Could you, could you please read that, ma'am? It says $100 for real. It says $100 for real. Now, is that $100 for real? No. No, it's not $100 for real. But if I give you that, is that $100 for real? That's $100 for real. Now, that looks way better than that, don't it? And you can do a whole lot more with this than you can that, can't you? But that's the reality of it, though. The reality of it is we can say all day that this right here is $100. But at the end of the day, we all know it's not. We all know it's not $100. We all know that. You can't do anything. So if I try to go to the, to the little uh, cafe over here right now, try to buy something with this, you know, Nicole and our sister over there, they're going to they look, they look like I'm crazy. They're going to look at me like I'm nuts, like I done lost my everlasting mind. Pierre, if you don't get out of here with that, Pastor B didn't kill all of us, right? <laughs> right? But if I walk over there with this, then I know I can, this has power. Yeah. Listen, this has power. This has power. This ain't the same amount as this, but this still has power. But this is limited in its power compared to what this is, right? Yeah. Why? Because this has more power. But the reality of it is, 
This has absolutely no value at all. <laughs> this has no value. God bless you, mother. I want to get you that for you. <laughs> right? But that has no power, right? So we love, but that's the reality of it, right? But what's the point? What am I trying to make here? The point I'm trying to make here is, is that at the end of the day, you are the vessel inside the hand of God. And how God chooses to use you is up to him. So let him use you how he sees fit to use you. But you have to be willing to be humble. You have to be willing to be humble so that he may be able to use you how he sees fit to use you. Amen? And that's really important. So, so you're going to have some people that they're going to be $100. You got some people that's going to be $20. You got some people that's going to be a million dollars. But at the end of the day, it's all about how God chooses to use you. Right now, theoretically, I'm using this as a, as a hypothetical for you. I'm, I'm in control, so I'm God over this money. Right? I'm God over this money. I can use them both. Or I can choose to only use the 20 and put the 100 up, which I'm about to do right now because I need this for something else. <laughs> Pay some bills, right? But I can choose to put that up and not use that at all. Guess what just happened to that 100? It became useless. And the 20 has more value now than the 100. See, never see yourself bigger than what you are. Never see yourself bigger than what you are because, because God can put you up. He can put you up. He can put you up. And if you're not willing to humbly submit yourself and, and, and bow down and be low in spirit, then you have no value. Amen? And that's the Pharisee and the tax collector. The tax collector had more value because he was willing to humbly submit himself. He was willing to humbly say, God, I have fallen short. Please forgive me. Please, please find it in your heart and all your grace and mercy to forgive me. And that's how we need to be. We need to be like him. Amen. Amen. Next one. Those who mourn. Matthew 5 and 4 says, God blesses those people who grieve. They will find comfort. Matthew 5 and 4. You see it? God blesses those people who grieve. They will find comfort. They will find comfort. Listen to this. I love this. I love this. Listen to this. In the Bible, blessed usually means happy. But in the context of Matthew 5, blessed most likely indicates an inviolable state. When a person has acquired good fortune, we call them blessed. In the Beatitudes, Jesus calls some people blessed who appear to be quite the opposite. People who mourn, all right? People who mourn, they don't seem to be blessed. According to most other people, Jesus is contrasting the world's ideal of happiness with true blessedness, spiritual prosperity, which comes from a right relationship with God, okay? The term mourn means to experience deep grief. In keeping with his theme of spiritual blessedness, Jesus seems to indicate that this mourning is due to grief over sin. So this mourning that he's referring to is the grief over sin. The people who agree with God about the evil of their own hearts can attain an inviolable state of blessedness. Let me ask you something. Are you repenting daily for your shortcomings? Are you repenting daily for your shortcomings? Well, Mr. I don't sin every day. Oh, yes, you do. The very fact that you just said you don't sin, you just sin. <laughs> the very fact you said you don't sin, you just sin. Because you just told a lie, right? 
And that's what he's saying here, okay? He's saying, listen, you should be grieving over that, okay? The people who agree with God about the evil of their own hearts can attain a viable state of blessedness due to the comfort they receive from communion with the Holy Spirit. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the comforter. The Spirit comforts those who are honest about their own sin and humble enough, catch this, humble enough to ask for forgiveness and healing. That's interesting because we ask for forgiveness, don't we, when we fall short. But do we ask for healing? That's interesting. Rarely, rarely, rarely we ask for healing. We should be asking for healing too. We should, when, we're, when we have fallen short, saints, we need to be praying and asking God, God, make me whole. We should be beating on our chest, right? Not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Like, oh, Jesus, I've fallen so short. Forgive me for my sins and heal me. Make me whole again. Make me and what you've called me to be whole in you. See, we love to pray and ask God to cover us in his blood and heal us in his blood and make us whole again. But are we repenting of our sins and asking him to forgive us our sins and then to heal us? All right. Are we doing that? That's important. So those who hide their sin or try to justify it before God can never know the comfort that comes from a pure heart. As Jesus talks about in Matthew 5 and 8. All right. In the Beatitudes, Jesus reminds his disciples that they cannot seek happiness the way the world does. Okay, you need to write that down somewhere. You cannot seek happiness the way the world does. True joy is not found in selfish ambition, excuses, or self-justification. An inviolable state of blessedness comes to those who mourn over their own sin. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. Isaiah 66 and 2. Write that down. Isaiah 66 and 2. When we agree with God about how bad our sin is and repent of it and seek his power to walk away from it, Jesus promises comfort from the Holy Spirit. The kind of mourning that leads to repentance is truly blessed. 2 Corinthians 7.10, write that down. Repentance results in forgiveness and cleansing from God. Psalms 35, write that down. Psalms 35, okay? When we agree with God, when we agree with God about how bad our sin is, all right, and repent of it and seek his power to walk away from it, notice how it says, and seek his power to walk away from it. See, that's when you're full of the Holy Spirit. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, you will seek to walk away from it. You will seek to walk away from it. You ever seen people who are not full of the Holy Spirit? They run to it. They find a sense of joy in it. They, they enjoy it. They love it. They love it, right? And, and, and what he's saying here is like, listen, hey, those that, those that are like that, uh, the, uh, the, I don't know them. Those are not my people. Though I don't know them because they're embracing it. See, your sin is what separates you from God. And this is why you have to repent daily because you are daily sinning. But minister, I'm not. But you are. That's the thing. That's the thing. Interesting. Remember when Jesus says to them, he who looketh upon a woman with lust in his eyes has already did what? You've already committed adultery. And see, in those times, in that particular day and age, man, you would die for that kind of stuff. The woman would get, she would get stoned. I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was not a good thing. 
Nowadays, we just accept it as being okay. Oh, well, you know, she wasn't right and this and No, 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 no. So if you think about it, we live in a society now where you turn on the TV and what are you seeing? Half-dressed people. Right? You open up a magazine, what are you seeing? Half-dressed people. You know what I'm saying? You can't turn on nothing. You can't, you can't walk outside. Half-dressed people outside. You know what I'm saying? We about to be hitting that in a few months. We're going to be seeing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say this lovingly and respectingly. You can't have come up into this church without seeing half-dressed people. Y'all know I'm telling the truth now. Come on now. Don't look at me like that. Y'all know exactly what I'm saying. So what am I saying? So you in service trying to worship God, and you got the sister in front of you. You know what I'm saying? And she got everything hanging out. You're like, good Lord. You know, you find yourself got to get moved because you can't focus on God. You can't focus on God because you too focus on what's in front of you. Right? And what's the point? The point is what Jesus is saying here. Look, you are so wretched. You are so wretched. That even when you think you're not, you are. See, the heart is desperately wicked. No one knows. Only God knows your heart. So you can say all day, but I'm not. But you are. And, and the reality of it is, is that we don't like to hear that because we like to think of ourselves as something that we're not. But look, I'm shortcoming. Those that are repentful, those that are asking for forgiveness with a contrite heart, those are the ones that are my children. Those are the ones that are connected to me. See, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is constantly keeping you in check. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. Don't do that. Uh-uh. Don't look at that. Uh-uh. Leave alone. Don't go over there. Uh-uh. See, when you're not full of the Holy Spirit, you know what you do? You run to it. You run to it. You run to it. You come to church on Sunday looking for that sister that had that dress on last week. That's what you do. Where's she at? Let me see. She, oh, I'm going to see where she's sitting at. Let me sit behind her again. That's how you think, right? That's how you think, because you're not full of the Spirit of God. But if you're full of the Spirit of God, you are going to be tested and tempted. But the difference is, you're going to say, I ain't sitting over there. I'm sitting over here this one, because I don't need that headache. And you're going to sit over here. The meek, the meek, the meek. Uh, Matthew 5, 5 says, God blesses those who are humble. The earth will belong to them. Okay, the meek. The earth will belong to them. Listen to this. First, we must understand what it means to be blessed. The Greek word translated blessed in this verse can also be translated happy. All right, the idea is that a person will have joy if he or she is meek. The blessedness is from God's perspective, not our own. It is a spiritual prosperity, not necessarily an earthly, earthly happiness. Also, we must understand what meek means. The Greek word translated meek is uh, prius, P-R-A-E-I-S, okay? And refers to mildness, gentleness of spirit or humility. Meekness is humility towards God and towards others. It, it is having the right or the power to do something, but refraining for the benefit of someone else. All right? Paul urged meekness when he told us to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. So, true happiness is found in serving others and not in self-serving. Now, here's the other part to that though. True meekness is power under God's control and a gentleness with the Holy Spirit's direction. So Zephaniah 3, 11 and 12 says, 
On that day, you will no longer need to be ashamed, for you will no longer be rebels against me. I will remove all proud and arrogant people from among you. There will be no more haughtiness on my holy mountain. Those who are left will be the lowly and humble, for it is they who trust in the name of the Lord. Well, once again, thank you for listening to Pierre's podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you again this week. And uh, man, if this is your first time joining us, like us on Facebook, Pierre's Podcast. Check us out there. Also, check out the church's website at Ctab Church. That's ctabchurch.org, where you can find more information about our ministry. And we'd love you to come and join us. God bless. Peace. Music is produced by Mr. D.L. Jones.